Central Michigan Hooligans Unite. This is the CMU Touchline Talk Podcast with Cody Devona and Neil Roseanne. Hello and welcome to another edition of the CMU Touchline Talk Podcast. I'm Neil Roseanne here, joined by Cody DeBona at Moore Hall here, and it is a chilly chilly Thursday night when we are uh, recording this, and I think chilly might be a little bit of an understatement, Cody. Definitely agree with that. Uh, it's n- negative something. That's oh, all I know. It's just terrible. You probably <laughs> know this. It's just college. I'm just tired. I'm cold, lonely, hungry, you know? Just T- typical, typical college night. Typical Thursday Definitely. night, you know? But hey, podcasts, very much like a, uh, very much like potato chips. This is our second one, and so as I've been thinking, potato, chi- potato chips podcast, same thing, right? You can't just have one. So we are here with our second edition of this podcast. And maybe for more selfish reasons, Cody, you know, I've been joking with you. Last time we recorded this podcast, I scored a goal in I Am Soccer immediately after we recorded it. So uh, we got to keep it going. I got to keep scoring, mm-hmm. you know? We didn't record one last week, didn't score. So obviously yeah. there's a trend and it's going to be broken tonight. Yeah. But. Neil, you might be in the relegation zone for I Am Soccer right now. You I gotta am. make the playoffs. I am. We gotta, we gotta make the playoffs. Today is our last uh, chance to do that. I'm a senior, so this is the this is last chance saloon. This is like John Terry this season, trying to win the Champions League uh, just one more soon. time. That might still too oh, soon. But anyway, speaking of the Champions League, we're here to talk some soccer. And our, our, our score schedule, our show schedule looks like this. We have a Champions League roundup of all, of, uh, all the games that were on this Tuesday and Wednesday of this week. We'll be previewing the games for the upcoming weeks. Obviously, just first legs and stuff. We'll get to that. And also an English Premier League weekend preview. So, Cody, are you ready to get to the soccer? Can't wait. Can't wait. All right, well, we'll start with our Champions League roundup with Chelsea 1, PSG 1. Bryslan Ivanovic struck first at the Parc des Princes, but... The potent PSG attack was too strong. A header from Edison Cavani punished a rare defensive lapse from the Blues as Jose Mourinho will have to settle for a draw and going back to London. Thoughts on this game, Cody? I think it's uh, Chelsea came out with a great result. They didn't play well for once this season. I thought um, they have only two shots on net. PSG was was dominating. Courtois was amazing, which mm-hmm. is a good pick over Czech. Um and Ivanovic just gets every important goal ever, apparently. Speaking of which, Ivanovic has scored 27 non-penalty goals in the last five seasons over all competitions, which is two more than Liverpool's Steven Gerrard. How crazy <laughs> is that? This is a defenseman scoring these. I don't know if you saw the lead-up to it, but us as defensemen can enjoy this. There were three defenders with the <laughs> yeah. wealth of attackers. You know, mm-hmm. Diego Costa, Willian, just Eden, Eden Hazard, they... Chelsea has everybody, and it's their defenders that get it done. It was a beautiful piece of work. What you do have to say, though, is you got to applaud Gary Cahill for getting forward. I know that he's mm-hmm. been in a battle with Kurt Zuma. Uh, people have been hard on Cahill for his defensive lapses because he was the man who uh, gave up the goal for Chelsea. He went near post instead of sticking on Cavani, and Cavani open header. He's going to score that every day. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Do you think Kurt Zuma? He's only twenty. He was a young Frenchman in France. Would you get? Would you have given him the chance? I've actually seen his a couple of his youth league games, and uh, that guy can jump. That's who I want defending on corner kicks and set pieces. I do like Cahill. I think Cahill is a great defender, de- definitely under what Mourinho wants to bring in on defense. Um, 
I love possession battles. That's exactly what Chelsea need. Oh, yeah, and especially since those two are going to be your two going forward, you know, uh, John Terry's not going to be your man forever. He's already old. I know he's a leader and a legend, but come on. It's about time to let him go. So it looks like the Chelsea defense is in good hands going forward, but uh, PSG, they look strong in the air. It seemed like every one of their chances came from a header, mm-hmm. and you got looking forward to leg two, you really have to if you're Chelsea, be concerned about that, that you're not getting those headers, and especially when you have, uh, when you just have Ivanovic and Edison Cavani. Those guys are tall, they're muscular, they're going to get to the ball. Yeah, yeah, I think that's why I think Zuma will be in there in the next lineup to win those air balls because they are a threat. Not many teams are going to um, out-jump, out-head an English team, and it's crazy, CPSG, they played very well. But still... Another thing to keep in mind, this is a better result than where Chelsea were last year. They mm-hmm. played they played uh, PSG in the quarterfinals, and 3-1 that time is now two uh, is now 1-1, excuse me. So a great second leg. And uh, maybe I should address this before we start the Champions League. Obviously, if you're not quite into soccer or don't really know about the Champions League too much, which there might be some people, yeah. uh, it is a two-leg system. So all the games that we're going to be talking about here in the first half, this is just essentially... Call it a first half of a match between two places. Mm-hmm. So imagine if they did the Super Bowl twice over and in two different places, and the team that was better over those two won in advance and won the Super Bowl. So that is how exactly how we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Probably should address that earlier. Sorry for that, guys. But now that you understand that, we'll go on to our next Champions League match. Bayern Munich 0, Shakhtar Donetsk 0. A bad night in Ukraine for oh, just a great Bayern Munich team. And this was the worst match because, I, honestly, I, I don't have anything to say besides that it was boring. And yeah. as a soccer person, yeah. I couldn't even watch it. Outside of Xavi Alonso getting sent off in uh, his 100th Champions League match, <laughs> there was nothing. There was nothing yeah. of substance to this. Yeah, I agree completely. I mean, there's not even much to talk about. It's just a letdown for Bayern. They're coming off, I think, an 8 nothing win over Hamburg. So uh, I just don't, I don't know, it doesn't add up to me. Uh Great result for Shakhtar, though. Yeah, especially since Shakhtar Donetsk, because they play in the Ukrainian league. They they haven't they haven't played they haven't played in two months. They haven't played a competitive match in two months. And the best team, arguably the best team, you can get in your quarrels between uh, Bayern Munich and Real Madrid, but arguably the best team. And they can't come out and beat this team. I know it is in Ukraine, but still zero zero. Really got to be. Uh, scared about that and especially since now you're one goal away from catastrophe with an away goal and no Alonso now who is a an essential cog in that uh middle in that uh middle of uh middle of midfield <laughs> and he works well with Pep system so yeah. I it's it should be easy for Bayern but then again who knows yeah that honestly might be the best result of the weekend or the week rather uh Shakhtar they're not even playing at home because they can't play in Kiev because of the uh the ceasefire and everything's going on there. So they're playing away from home, still in Ukraine, but three hours away, and they held Bayern Munich to zero goals, and, and they could score an away goal. Huge. Especially when you have Adriano, and he just seems to be carrying that mm-hmm. team. Not during this first uh, leg, but the second leg. Like I said, one goal from catastrophe for Bayern. Mm-hmm. We'll move on to the next. We'll move on to Wednesday's matches. Real Madrid 2 Schalke nil. Los Blancos can't repeat their 6-1 dominance of this German side from a year ago, but goals from Cristiano Ronaldo and Marcelo have given the Madrid side a healthy advantage. Gotta love that Marcelo. <laughs> He's fun to watch. Um, Gotta love it. 
uh, I play outside back, and he, he's one of my idols to watch. He's crazy. He goes up, he goes down. He scores with the opposite foot up for 90. I, he, he couldn't have struck it any sweeter. And um, I do want to note that Chicharito did make a great run to pull off the defender it, there. That is true. In the limited minutes that uh, Chicharito <laughs> is getting, at least making the most of them, not quite the fireworks of last year, but that goal was worth it alone. Almost stood out of my seat. There's not many goals that made me literally stand out of my seat just because of how awesome they are, but right. it almost did. And there was just nothing that Schalke, the Schalke keeper, could do with that. Yeah. Uh, also, you can't leave Cristiano Ronaldo wide open for a free header. Mm-hmm. Uh, almost reminiscent of what, well, if you were to flip him, flip him to uh, where Isco was putting in that cross. It was almost like uh, the goal Cristiano Ronaldo assisted in the World Cup against the U.S., but just lost track of the best player in the world in your own 18, and yeah. you give him a wide open header. you got to be punished for that. Yeah, you know... It's tough when you're playing a team of just superstars, but, I mean, his nickname is CR7, number seven. Put two guys yeah. on him, he can jump, too. So. Yep, and uh, not to say that Schalke didn't have their chances, because they did. Uh, Felix Pellet was just centimeters away from a screamer. I don't mm. know if you saw that one, but he almost did the same thing Marcelo said, but it rattled the bar instead. You just you got to take your chances, especially against a team as good as Real Madrid. The other problem for uh, Schalke is that Klaas-Jan Huntelaar was taken off early, Turns out it was just a bruise, which nah, kind of makes me wonder. Uh, it was probably a bad enough bruise. Turns out it was just, uh, you know, I thought it would be something worse than that to come off in the first 30. But yeah, yeah. it must be a pretty severe uh, bruise. <clears throat> but it'll be crucial to get him back. He scored three Champions League goals, and they call him the hunter for a reason. Yeah, no, he's great. He was great against, um, I think it was Mexico in the World Cup, too. That guy can make a difference. He's a great target forward. Going out in the first 30, that that doesn't help. It uh, kind of reminded me of Diego Costa. Different story, but Diego Costa going off in the uh, Champions League final last year. Yeah, and it doesn't get any better for Schalke because now they have to go back to Spain. They'll also be without Julian Draxler, who is out with that hamstring injury. He won't be back. He's, he's always out with injury. Yeah, it's, it's a, uh, that, so when he eventually transfers <laughs> to Arsenal, he'll fit right in, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Anyway, that's a completely different story. Um, all right, so... Obviously, good result for Real Madrid, correct? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. You couldn't couldn't get, you know, I guess maybe the bar was a little high after you beat the, this team 9-2 last year. Yeah. But anyway, to the last match of the midweek Champions League matches, we have Porto 1, Basel 1. Porto dominated in Switzerland, but Basel's defense held on for a draw. Drillis Gonzalez scored uh, on Basel's only shot of the match after the 10-minute mark. The Swiss club proceeded to get pushed back into their own half for the rest of the match. Porto had plenty of possession, but the offense wasn't there. A handball inside the box with 10 minutes left allowed Danilo to stand up for, uh, or to step up to the spot and secure the draw heading back to Portugal. Interesting one. It was boring yeah. for a lot yeah, of it. Yeah, it was a pretty boring game. Uh, but, hey, outside of Fabian uh, Fry's uh, long ball, Basil just looked they looked bad. They, yeah. just, they were uninspired. They didn't have anything going forward. They were uh, they're my Europa League um, the favorites, but uh, they, got for, they didn't even make it in the Europa League. Congrats to them. Yeah. They got a great draw against Porto, um, but it just, just classic first leg syndrome. Just, yeah. It's just boring. You go... You get a goal, try to hold them off, get the away goal. You just got to be really, if if you're Porto, you got to be kicking yourself. Yeah. 15 shots, seven of them on goal. Thomas Valaric, the uh, uh, Basel keeper, showing why 
a good keeper means so much at these levels. Oh, you look at just yeah. Courtois. You just look at all the keepers on display. Sometimes all it takes is a good keeper and a good defense, and you could be solid. They could score a goal here and move on, but I, I don't know. I'm just not feeling it with how just yeah. dreadful they were. Yeah, no, they, were, they weren't good, but, I mean, all it takes, you, you, you get your defense, you get a, I don't know, a handball like Porto mm-hmm. got. Say they get a handball. Score, go on, yeah. away goals, park the bus. Oh, yeah, and then after that, I don't, I don't know about too much after these teams. Then, yeah. Yeah. yeah, Unless we're seeing a uh, Porto in 2004 run, I don't think we will, though. So. Yeah. But a good good draw for both of them. The second league should be fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Definitely. You can watch those in a few weekends here. But we have an EPL weekend preview now. Uh, it's not really the biggest slot of games i would say for a weekend but there's still some good ones saturday's pretty boring but sunday oh now that's a different story that's where we pick up here 7 a.m you can watch tottenham versus west ham united on nbc sports it's at white hart lane for a battle of the final european spots both these teams uh tottenham are sitting in sixth with 43 points west ham in eighth with 38 points what are we looking forward to in this match, Cody? That should be a good one. Um, I'd like to point out I was right on my West Ham um, prediction, mm-hmm. the 1-1 tie. But, uh, you know, West Ham's been playing great. Um, and then Harry Kane is playing out of his mind. He's definitely getting the call up like Redknapp said. Um, or not Red, isn't Redknapp. Nonetheless, got the call up for England. That's going to be big for him. Um, I think Tottenham goes home with a win on this one. Uh, it's tough to stop Harry Kane right now because he's the inform uh, man. He scored in the la- the Lily Whites three, the last of their three matches. He scored in each one. Christian Eriksen, another guy you have to watch out for. It's those two guys, but they can just get it done after team after team. But this one is going to be crazy. That's all I'm going to say. It's going to be nice and feisty. Uh, when these teams met earlier this season, two red cards, one for each team, both for defenders. There's going to be some tackles. These teams, it's a London derby. These teams are not going to like each other, and they don't. But I think something that's going to change this is that Tottenham had to play a midweek match with Florentina. So that uh, that could that really could affect them. Plus, yeah. also with the confidence of Hugo Lloris, he looked really bad in that Liverpool match. He let in some... Terror. He let in some pretty bad goals. Just yeah. bad positioning. He doesn't look game. like he doesn't look like a guy who's going to stop every one of your shots. Just not a guy you want to rely on at the moment. He, maybe he can do it. But his last clean sheet was against West Bromwich Albion. But that was West Bromwich Albion. Yeah. But you know, I I want to say I want to say that someone's going to win this. I think it's going to be another draw, just because West Ham. They're very good at getting balls in the air, mm-hmm. nice and big. They're physical. Yeah. I'm not sure if Tottenham are going to be ready for that. Mm-hmm. I know it's the EPL, but I still don't think that they're going to be ready for that physicality. And uh, I just think it's going to be a 1-1 draw, to be honest with you. Yeah, they're just lucky to get a Sunday game rather than Saturday. Oh, yeah, get that but... extra day's rest, heal up. Mm-hmm. Uh, whew, it's going to be an interesting one. I don't know, especially with how busy both of our weeks have been, if I'm going to be up at 7 to watch that one. But, hey... What are you going to do? Yeah, I'll at least I'll watch the, the highlights of that. That's going to be a good one. Uh, moving on, speaking of some of, the, some of the battles for the last remaining European spots, Southampton takes on Liverpool at 11-15. I'm going to be up for this one. This fixture has become a little bit of a rivalry. You know, Saints, Southampton, they're kind of the feeder team for Liverpool recently. Liverpool oh, stole mm-hmm. all their talent. You know, those guys are going to know each other. They're going to want to prove, hey, we made the right move, or hey, we don't need you anyway. Liverpool are in seventh with 42 points. Southampton flying high in fourth with 46. 
What can, what do you think we we can expect from this one? You know what I am. I gotta say I am kind of a secret Southampton supporter. I love. I mean their their youth system's great. If you look at everybody's come out of there, mm-hmm. and I think as of now they are they are ahead of every team they sold their players to in the table. Yep. So that's very interesting. I um I, I Liverpool has not been playing good. They get they got a couple guys that are in form. They could be great if they all were in form as a team, but they're not. I think Southampton wins this one. Yeah, they had another midweek match, so that one could be mm-hmm. very difficult. Uh, Southampton is going to disrupt Liverpool. They're one of the top teams in interceptions. They're good at intercepting the ball. That's what they've done against Chelsea. That's what they've done against all the top teams. Just intercept, intercept, not let the other team get in a flow. But it's going to be a battle on the wings. Liverpool with Raheem Sterling and Coutinho, that's some speed. Then you look over at the Saints. They have Dulcan Tardic and uh, Elia, and they are just oh, so yeah. good out on the wing. It's yeah, just... Elia's been a great, great pickup. I, I, well, I used to watch him in Bundesliga, and he played for Juventus a while back too. He's great with his feet. And then they have Mane. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he's from Senegal. Yep. He's pretty quick. Um, and it'll be interesting to see Nathaniel Klein. He's kind of being looked at by a lot of teams to shut down the wing on the outside back, so that'll be big. It's going to be a speedy one mm-hmm. to say... Um, to say the least. Uh, Southampton also very good at protecting the lead, but I don't think they protect it this week. I hate to be boring, but I think a 2-2 <laughs> draw again. I'm going for a pair of draws. Yeah. Just, oh, I, I don't know. Liverpool's, I don't think Liverpool is that good, but they might just be a little bit better than Southampton on the day. That's where I think that that ends up. And this brings us to our Champions League pick Obviously, we have the first leg of the first four matches here. We're going to predict... These other four ties through both legs. So this isn't just for the games that you'll see in the upcoming week. This will be both of the games they'll play to see who moves on to the mm-hmm. quarterfinals. And Tuesday, February 24th, the big one, Man City versus Barcelona. Oh, boy. It's a meeting for the second straight year. Barcelona won 4-1 last season. And honestly, I don't think I see much changing. Do you, Cody? No, I yeah. Manchester City is in terrible form and Barcelona is in great form. Yeah, every I, every single match is like 5-0 that yeah. I see in uh, in La Liga. They they caught Barcelona a bad time. I, I think it's going to be a blowout personally. Plus, look at what does Man City do to it? They haven't done anything to improve. Wilfred Brony, other than that, like they didn't add anybody and <laughs> Barcelona yeah. added Luis Suarez. They have three attackers <laughs> now. Scored a golazo the other day too if anybody oh, saw that yeah. scissor kick. And he was a constant threat when he played against a Man City at Liverpool. He, he wasn't always on the score sheet, but you know they had to watch yeah. him, and now you have to Disrupts watch three defense. separate ones. I originally wrote down a 4-2 aggregate, but as I've been sitting through the day here, I'm thinking maybe moving that to 6-2 or something like that. I think it might yeah. be 4-0 in the Camp Nou and then maybe 2-2 in... Manchester. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go seven two on this one. Seven. Uh, Barcelona. You cannot stop them. Uh, I, Man City gets a um, late PK goal for one of them. I can tell you that. Oh. Uh, they're just they're not they're not in good form. No. If they didn't play good earlier in the season, it's they, they'd be falling out in second place, and they can still. Oh, they definitely can. They they could slip out. Well, I wouldn't say that they'd slip out of Champions League, but no, but yeah, they, they could they could at least have to play their way into the Champions yeah. League for sure. And then that brings us to Juventus Borussia Dortmund, also on Tuesday, February twenty fourth. It's gonna be really good. <clears throat> Polar opposites though, because Juventus really good team within the league, won so many Serie A titles, but. They've struggled in the Champions League. Rarely, last mm-hmm. was it, it was last season where they didn't get out of the group right. before they didn't get out of the uh, round of 16. But Dortmund, 
on the other hand, very good in the Champions League. They are 4-1-1 one, one in the Champions League right now, sitting near the bottom. Still think they could drop out, but maybe near the bottom of the Bundesliga. And they so good at the Champions League. They made it to the final a while back. Uh, just had so many great Champions League performances. Yeah. Where do you see this one going? This this is my game to watch, honestly. It's going to be a great one because <sighs> Dortmund has been playing well. I think they won their last two mm-hmm. matches, so that's good. We uh, I'm going to say uh, we're part of that because we said it. Not a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> I said it was a big deal. Oh, okay, so I said it wasn't a big deal. I, I said it was up. a big deal to inspire, to inspire <laughs> them because I was scared. Yeah, no, Borussia has been playing good, and honestly, I see him coming away. It's going to be a battle, but I'm going to see him coming away 2-1 aggregate. <sighs> uh, see, Dortmund are so good at scoring. they got so many options. It's 10. They're, they're uh, plus 10 in the goal differential. But, uh, like, they're experienced. They're very experienced for these matches, and they get up for it. Uh, but Pogba has really changed Juventus from last year. That's going to be different. There's more energy and attack. I just think that there's too many weapons with Royce, especially with how he's coming into it. I think 3-2 on aggregate, dormant. Yeah, no, they're playing good. As long as they they keep the midfield strong. If they can stop Pogba, that's where all the balls are coming out from. Pogba, Marquisio. Lock down the middle. I think they'll win. I oh, think yeah. they will. Definitely. Plus, I don't. I'm starting to question the Italian league's strength as in the depth, and just overall the quality there. They have good players. I don't know if they necessarily have good teams. Dortmund is a good team. Yeah. Then we'll move on to the 25th, a Wednesday, where we have Bayern Leverkusen versus Atletico Madrid. Maybe kind of a battle of the hipster teams, you know. If you, kind of, <laughs> you want to be a hot, uh, soccer hipster. It used to be Borussia Dortmund. Now it's probably one of these two. Atletico have a, t- a plus 10 goal differential and have outscored clubs 10-0 at home, while Bayern have only scored uh, or have scored uh Two and two away in from Germany, so they've allowed two, scored two. Mm-hmm. Um, this one doesn't look good for the German side. No, it doesn't. Um, they do have size up top. Um, I forgot their striker's name. I can't think of it right now. But uh, I'm, I'm blanking on it too. Yeah, uh, he's big though, and he, yeah, and he scores. He scores German type goals. Uh, so that's good. <laughs> yeah, Godin, Godin's gonna have to lock him down. Atletico's been they've been pretty good this season, and uh, I like the way Simeone coaches. Just like their striking as well, and just kind of the goals they get from Anton Giesman and also Mario Mandzukic. Mario Mandzukic, if you want to talk about a deal, I think that's one of the biggest steals mm-hmm. from from Bayern Munich. If you just look at his, I, I might have tweeted this out a while ago, but if you, there's a comparison of him and Lewandowski, because obviously Bayern Munich right. shipped out Mandzukic to get Lewandowski from uh, Dortmund. And Mandzukic has just been killing him. So I really like Mandzukic. I think he's going to cause some trouble. He always seems to be up for the Champions League. Yeah. So I think it's 5-2 Atleti. Uh, that's a fair assumption. Uh, I'll go 4-2 Atletico. Definitely. Definitely Atleti. You just can't, you just can't argue against them. I, they they've could, been, they could make hot. a run back to the they've semifinal. They've been hot, yeah. I like the way they do business. And then maybe what a lot of people saw as a favorable draw for Arsenal, they have Monaco on that Wednesday. It may look good for the Gunners on paper, but Monaco are strong defensively. They've only allowed one goal. I repeat, one goal in six Champions League matches. One goal, given they've only scored four, but given up one. I mean, defense wins. That's a hell of a stat. I, I didn't even see that before today. This is actually going to be a good one. Um, Monaco had a really, really strong team on paper. They made a lot of money off of them. I'm assuming they'll get Falco back, but who knows um, after the season. But um, 
it's going to be good. I could see this going into extra time, honestly. Oh, yeah. Especially just because of the... I feel like the Gunners would be one of the best teams, or, you know, they don't... They'd be the best team for Monaco to play, honestly, because they like to play just so, you know, this, like, walk it into the goal style. It's predictable. And, it's, and if you stop that, they're going to get frustrated. Now, obviously, that's changed a little bit with the additions they've made, mm-hmm. but I still think that they're a little, as everyone always says, flaky. And this this kind of spells trouble for me, to be honest with you. Yeah. I'm not sure if the London club's going to make it through. I don't. I don't trust uh, the center backs in Arsenal. They 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 pick, they pick up dumb fouls. Um, an easy PK. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm gonna. Yeah. I I think I'm gonna go. I'm still gonna go Arsenal. I'm gonna go two one in aggregate Arsenal. Yeah, I would have to. I'd have to say two one on aggregate. It's gonna be a tense one, but Arsenal just can't make silly mistakes. If you just look at the mistakes they made against Tottenham, they should have won that game against a uh, match against Tottenham. A couple weeks ago, didn't they made some silly mistakes? Mm-hmm. I feel like they are primed for another performance like that. Obviously, I hope not, but man, yeah, it's I, it's gonna be a great be tie a good, though. It I, might be a little defensive, but it'll still be great. I could see it going extra time. I, I could see it just going to uh, Wiggles, honestly. Oof, yeah, that would be very intense. Obviously, the Champions League may be my favorite. I don't know about yours, but my favorite competition. I think Absolutely. it even I think it even gauges the world's talent better than the World Cup. Oh, yeah, I love it. It's your club. You're there with yeah. them all the time. You play with them. Um, and just the intro. I just yeah. get pumped at the intro. I want to crack up a Heineken. Oh, my gosh. Let me tell you what. If you want to play a drinking game, drink every time you hear the Champions League song <laughs> and every time they show a Heineken commercial. If they do it at the same time, you got to take two. And see... You will. It won't be bad because obviously soccer not a lot of commercials. But at halftime they drill you with those ads. Like yeah. I've never wanted a Heineken more in my life. Every time <laughs> yeah. I watch those because there's like six Heineken ads in a row. Yeah. Oh, it's great too because uh, in America it's happy hour at that time. So oh. go down to your local uh, local bar. You should be getting some good deals. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> if only we had. If only we had a soccer bar like we do back in uh, Grand Rapids. They have a, a you know, they have a couple bars there mm-hmm. that are soccer specific. But hey. Can't do it. It's Mount Pleasant. Yeah, you gotta do, do it, what you got. Do whatever you need to do. Be safe, whatever you're doing. It. Enjoy your soccer. Stay inside, Chippewas. Stay inside. It is way too cold for you to be outside. So stay in this weekend. Watch some soccer, and look for us on Twitter, Cody. Uh, I'm at Cbones8. That's a Z. It's a Z. It's very. Nice. You know. Oh man. That, let me tell you what. That is a revolution. <laughs> A Z. I've never never heard of that before. I know. <laughs> Very hipster. And I am at Neil and Sports. Hope you enjoyed our little talk here, and hopefully we'll see you back next week. Enjoy the soccer, my friends. See you later.